Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday morning, hoping all's well with you out there today, as always. Today, we dive into the abyss, my friends, and discover the underbelly of the dark web, a dangerous, cold, terrifying place. <laughs> or at least that's what I've been told. So right away, quick disclaimer, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this. Don't do this, and I'm not going to tell you how I did it, but the dark web is a dangerous place, and you can't trust anyone anywhere ever. <laughs> so let's leave it there. Okay, more of a disclaimer in the description of this episode, but I am not endorsing this whatsoever. No one should do this. Don't follow me. Uh, don't wait for me. Save yourselves. So why am I going on the dark web? I'm doing this because one of the primary arguments for not banning Kratom, as far as I can tell, or looked up and found, or have seen the opinions of others saying, is that if Kratom is banned on a massive scale, then there's a real potential for a black market to develop for Kratom. And that would result in a very unsafe environment and would do the basically the antithesis of what anyone who is, you know, attempting to ban Kratom due to safety concerns would hope they'd accomplish by doing so. So it, it's kind of like, you know, it's going against what you're hoping to accomplish if you're banning Kratom goes the argument. And so I want to see what's on there. Is that really true? Is there already uh, some sort of evidence I can find definitively of an existing black market of Kratom that has the potential to really increase, spread, grow, given uh, an increase in interest if Kratom was to be banned? So that's what I decided to do. And so I'm going to be looking at two different dark websites that I finally figured out how to connect to. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to share my methods of how I figured it out. And also, I would just like to make sure everyone knows, like the, on the YouTube episode for this, I'm not going to be showing my screen or anything. This is just going to be audio as well, because um, ain't nobody got time for that. I, I do not want to have any liability here. So I'm not showing anyone how I did this, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Okay, here we go. So let's dive in. So I'm going to be sharing the things that I found on two different prominent uh, underground dark web drug websites. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not good with the lingo. That's as best as I can do. And uh, there, there are like many products on these sites that are illegal. And we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands, even tens of thousands. So here's what I found. The first website that I looked at had a handful of Kratom products. It wasn't as extensive as I thought. So I was expecting to find, you know, pages and pages and pages. There was really only like two pages of, of products that were labeled Kratom. However, it doesn't mean uh, that Kratom was, you know, these were the only Kratom products, right? That's kind of part of the point, or at least of that argument, is that you won't even know if you're getting Kratom sometimes. And sometimes when you're getting Kratom, you won't even know what's what's in there and if there's other stuff in there or if it's even Kratom at all. So it's a mixed bag. From what I found, it looked pretty sketchy. There was one photo that was used on a lot of the products. And, you know, normally, does that make sense? I guess so that you would use like one photo or a stock photo on one thing. But the fact that when looking at the vendors on these websites, 
a lot of the time, this is true on both websites I looked at, different vendors are using the same images. That is really scary to me. <laughs> and and one of the things that vendors do on these dark websites is they post uh, photos of the products they're selling that are, you know, they'll have like a picture of the illegal drug on a table and behind it, there will be a note with a handwritten, you know, scribble of the, the name of the vendor and then uh, what the product is. And the point that, the reason why they do that in part is because they want you to know this isn't just some stock photo of something and we're not selling you something that you don't think you're getting. This is what I made today. Here's, you know, my handwritten note saying this is what this is. Um, believe me and send me the money so that I can send you this thing or vice versa. And um, there's lots of different ways people pay for these products. Not getting into all the logistics here. Basically, that's kind of part of how this was an interesting experience is that even the pictures were fascinating. Some of these pictures, I don't know, they don't look like Kratom at all. They look like some really weird, nasty stuff that definitely is not uh, a happy green leaf, let's just say. <laughs> and then there are others that look completely normal. If I saw the picture on a website, I would think, hey, this probably is what they make all the time, and um, I don't see anything off about this. However, uh, the information was pretty scant. All right, I didn't really get much of a sense of what the types of Kratom were. Some of the types that they have listed here, I've never heard of before. Um, one example was purple Kratom. What is purple Kratom? What is purple Kratom? <laughs> Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. But the point is, is like, I don't trust it. That's really weird. Um, it, and then there's another one that says purple Mengda. So now that's a little more specific. I have seen pink Mengda before. I've seen pink Mengda before sold at a few different places. And I think that they mix white Mengda and red, which makes pink. But I don't know. And I definitely don't want to mess with it. So that was definitely something that was very scary to me and strange is that I'm seeing all these different names that I'm not familiar with. Um, but, but more so, the fact that these pictures were not very consistent. Sometimes people are saying on these sites, we, you know, it's selling um, extract, for instance. Well, my goodness, how do you confirm what's in the extract? That, I think, would be the most scary piece of it all. And of course, you know, one of the reasons why I think that is because we're still trying to figure out the, the safety and efficacy of extracts, you know, through legal markets right now. It seems to be that any kind of uh, case where someone has passed away from using Kratom, it's either been like, well, you know, in every case I've seen so far, um, uh, which is not every case. I have not seen every case, just FYI. From the ones I've seen so far, um, they've either included an unlabeled you know, Ziploc bag of Kratom and uh, no one knows where it came from and there's no label or it includes extracts. And so I think that we definitely need to be looking into extracts in the legal market for sure. But when it comes to an illegal market, a potential black market for Kratom down the road that gets really, you know, huge, I think that would be where most of the damage would come from. I'm just speculating here. But from the things that I'm seeing right now, I see not only extracts that kind of look legit, or maybe they're stock photos that people have just scraped off the internet and are using, 
but I see images that are not even trying to cover up the fact that this was definitely made in someone's basement. And uh, <laughs> at least in my opinion, it looks that way. And it is not okay. I'm sad to see all this out there. And it makes me think, why on earth would anyone want to go this route to get Kratom if it's legal? My th next thought is, well, they probably aren't going that route if it's if it's legal where they are. Then I look at where these products are coming from. That's the next piece that kind of helps me fill in a gap here as to whether or not there's validity to this idea of a black market coming out of any potential Kratom ban, right? And what I'm seeing on both of these websites, moving to the second one in particular, what I'm seeing is a lot of products coming from Europe. And I can't tell which countries, I can't tell which countries it's coming from, but what I'm seeing is uh, let's see, out of the one, two, three, and out of the 15 products that I had found when I did this research, um, 13 of them took uh, Euro as payment and shipped within Europe uh, or worldwide um, or just, you know, the US or just the UK and the US or wherever. And, um, you know, in addition to taking like cryptocurrencies for payment. So the, these places are, are based in Europe. Um, or these people are based in Europe. And it makes me think way back to the conversation I had a little over a year ago now with uh, Yakub from the European Kratom Alliance. Shout out to him. Hope he's doing well. He told me about the whole like state of regulatory Kratom policy in Europe and how all over the place it was. And I was just fascinated to learn about it. And it seemed like it really was all over the place. You can't really point at a country at face value and just think they probably would have it legal. Like, I tried doing that on my own. And then I looked up the current laws and I was totally wrong. Like, I, I have no idea. I'd, I'd be, a, I'd be, would not be an asset to anyone out there. <laughs> but it, it makes me wonder, are these products being sold primarily in Europe or from Europe because of that reason? I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I think that that probably has something to do with it. I don't see hardly any of these uh, sales or proposed sales coming from within the United States. And in fact, I don't see any. There's actually two that are uh, a currency that I've actually never seen before. West Central African francs. Wow. CFA francs. So you learn something new every day. I've never seen those before. So you have a few posts that are listed with the currency accepted as West Central African francs. And through a little bit of research that I'm doing while I'm speaking here, it looks like it's accepted in eight countries in that region. So there you have it. Like there's, there's, it's not even like there are many products or, or hardly any from the United States right now. Now, I wonder if there was an all-out ban on Kratom, suddenly, if this underground market would explode. My assumption would be yes. If just a handful of states, in addition to the handful right now, that currently list Kratom as illegal, decided to make it illegal, would we see a difference? I would think so. And I think that the reason why this isn't the most prominent product on these dark web websites and again just to let you know i've only looked at you know two websites um so bear in mind this is very limited uh 
exposure to what's really out there. I think the reason why there aren't as many products as I was expecting to see uh, coming from the United States itself is because the, the, the market has been growing recently with most of the states that have made Kratom illegal already having made it illegal, you know, in the past 20 years. And so you have this, this substance that is gaining in popularity and um, the, the number of people finding different use cases for it and research starting to go into it. But, um, but you, you have a law established early on in that increase in, in interest. And so uh, it doesn't really allow much of a market to develop for Kratom, I think, given that like all this growth is happening, uh, it, a lot of that growth, at least in the past 10, 15 years. Um, and so th- I think the difference would make, I think it would make, a, this is the way to put it, I think it would make a much greater difference now and especially even more of a difference 10 years from now if bans are put into effect and it kind of this gives me an idea for another episode to talk more about like the difference and implications of bans that are put into effect on the state level and local level you know 10 years ago versus now versus 10 years from now I think that will be a fascinating juxtaposition uh, down the road because we'll be able to look back and see wow there was an explosion of products post this ban but you know seven years earlier with 20 percent less or 50 percent or 30 percent less users whatever the numbers end up being um of kratom that ban didn't result in a huge boom in products and maybe we can identify a threshold in when and where a ban will really have a, a, a strategically poor outlook when it comes to how how much the dark black market of Kratom might grow in that region or area or just in general online. I think regardless, any bans point to or push to an increase in the black market online. And from the products I saw, uh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like they're good things <laughs> online. So do not go on the dark web and do not purchase Kratom products from the dark web at all. So there you go. I'm happy to say that. Anyone can hold me liable for saying that. Feel free. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there. Bit of a longer one today. Hope you all found it interesting. We'll be back tomorrow. Take it easy, everybody. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.